What up? Welcome back. Episode two of I Got a Story to Tell. But before we jump into it, um, I want to send a special shout out to my guy, my brother, my dude, DJ Kev Nash, who I know and call L Keys, my brother. Um, I want to shout this brother out, man, for always a picking up the phone, answering the text, uh, anything, any question that I may have that has to do with anything from life to podcast to anything. Um, this brother also gave me the opportunity to be on my first podcast. Um, if you get a chance, check out uh, when he and I sit down on his podcast, the Rewind Podcast, and discuss the masterpiece known as Reasonable Doubt by Jay-Z. Um, also, shout out DJ Killer Kev and A Dizzle on their uh, podcast called You Can't Make This Up. Shout out to my brothers, man. Keep doing what y'all doing. L Keys, appreciate you. I love you, boy. Now, with that being said, let's get into episode two. I got a story to tell. So this story takes place in 1988 in Cincinnati, Ohio, in the Fair Apartments where I live. I'm 10 years old. Um, I go to Mount Airy Elementary. My brother Kevin is 13 and he goes to Gamble Junior High. My sister Trina is 18 and she goes to Western Hills High School, West High. Now, if you were around in 88, you know what life was like. Um, it was fun, it was easy, but crack was at an all-time high. So in my neighborhood, we looked up to either the cats who played sports, or the dudes that sold dope, or both. At this time, my mother is working at a clinic called Warner Hills Evanston Medical Center, where she's a billing clerk. She get up super early in the morning, she has to catch the 49 and the 31 to get to work. She's also working two other jobs at the time. So when she leaves in the morning, we're still asleep. When she get home, we sleep. She'll get off her regular job at the clinic and then go to this call center where she worked. And then on the weekend, she would answer phones at this doctor's office. So this one particular Friday, my mother leaves me $2. So I'm excited. She leaves me $2 so I can go to the store, get me something, whatever. Go to school, come home, get my $2 that Friday. And like most fat-ass little kids, I want some snacks. So, living in the Fay, I got options. I can either go to the top of the Fay and go to the store called Swartz, or I can go down to Opie's house. Opie was the only white dude that I can remember that lived in the hood. And I ain't even sure the nigga <laughs> name was Opie. It could be some shit niggas just gave him, Opie. So... Those are your options, because Opie and them, they sold stuff out of their house. Now, there are four reasons I didn't like going to Opie's. Reason number one, Opie, like, that shit was a little more expensive than Swartz. So, if I go get a pop at Swartz, I can go get, like, a lots of pop or a Fago or a Shasta. That's, like, 35, 40 cent. I go to Opie's crib, they hitting you for 60 cent. So, theirs was a little more expensive, so I ain't really... I ain't really like going to Opie's because they take some, you know, so much of your money. 
reason two I didn't like going to Opie's is because of Opie's pops. Opie's dad, let me explain what he looked like. He was a real skinny dude with a big beer belly. If you knock on the door to buy something and he taking your order, he's, I guarantee, he's going to come to the door in some cut off Daisy Duke shorts like the women wear. No shirt, no shoes, no nothing. He going to have a Winston cigarette because he smoked Winston. He's going to have a Winston in his hand and a can of Wiedemann beer or a Lil' King's beer. And he going to be musty as shit. Like the must used to bust through the screen door when you was ordering your shit. So I ain't like him touching my stuff because he used to stink. So that was the second reason. Third reason. And my Cincinnati people are going to feel me when I say this. For my listeners not from Cincinnati, y'all not going to feel it. But Opie and them sold Hussmans. They didn't sell Grippos. Now, for my listeners who are not from Cincinnati. Grippos are a staple in the city of Cincinnati. They're the greatest chip ever created. Barbecue Grippos are the greatest chip ever invented. I'm not here to argue. Argue with your mama. I'm not here for it. I'm, I ain't trying to argue. It's not a debate. But Opie and them sold Hussmans. They didn't sell Grippos. So, I really ain't like going down there because of that too. But the fourth and most important reason I didn't like going to Opie. There was this nigga named Mosi. Mosi was a Vietnam vet and he lived by Opie. Mosi would have flashbacks and like go crazy and go wild and shit. And I was scared of that nigga. So I ain't want to go down Opie's. Mosi run outside on some like flashback shit and, you know, go crazy. So I was scared of that nigga. So when I would go down Opie's, I'd knock real soft, get my shit, and then I'm going to get up out of there. Because if Mosi come outside having a flashback, he got extra strength. And ain't nobody finna grab that nigga. So, those are the four reasons I didn't like going to Opie's. But on this Friday, I went anyway. Go to Opie's. Buy me a pop. Buy me a bag of sour cream and onion husband. And a candy bar. My $2 are gone at this point. Go home, play Nintendo, eat my snacks. I'm good. Saturday morning comes. Get up, cereal, cartoons, y'all know the routine. A little later, I go outside, my boy Duck outside, my boy Calvin. What's up, Duck? Love you, boy. Me and him outside, we playing. Here comes Jamel and Craig. Shout out Jamel and Craig. They're two brothers that live right by us. So they come over. They like, hey, y'all want to go to McKee? Now, McKee Center was a center where cats would go play basketball, but it was in this neighborhood called Northside. So from the Faye where we lived to Northside to McKee was probably about 10, 15 minutes maybe, driving. Walking is a different story. So I'm thinking Jamel's mother is gonna take us down there because they got a car. Nah, nigga, we walking. Cool, okay, let's walk. Now the Faye apartment sit up on a hill. Everything else sits down below the hill. You got two ways you can get down off the hill if you go into McKee. You can go through the woods or you can walk down the street called Fairday. We go Fairday. Below the fair apartments, you got some hoods called Cummersville, Millville, Moosewood, right? It's another hood. So we walk down Fairday. We get down there. There's a hot dog stand called Mr. Jeans. We get right by Mr. Jeans and there's some dudes sitting over at a table. One of them said, hey, 
Where y'all from? Now, if you've been to any hood in these United States of America, and a nigga say, hey, where y'all from? That should be translated as, I know you niggas aren't from here. Why are y'all here? Or B, I know you niggas are not from here. Who y'all here to see? So, me and the three cats I'm with, we don't say shit. We just keep walking. We turn around real quick. We see the dudes getting up from the table and start coming towards us. Boom, we off. We out. We take off. Now, I've never been fleet of foot. I've never been fast, never been confused with being fast. Matter of fact, I'm slow. Very slow. Slow as an ice cream truck with no music. I'm slow, but nigga, on that day, I'm picking them up and putting them down. I'm out. Because I ain't trying to catch this ass whooping. So I'm out. Only reason I knew the guys wasn't chasing us no more because my boy Duck was like, Mike, 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 stop, 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 stop. They're not chasing us no more. So we laughing, ha, ha, ha. Confrontation avoided. We make our way to McKee. Get to McKee finally. My boys, they hoop 100 games. I'm not playing. I'm no hooper. Never been confused with being a hooper. So I'm just watching them play. They play. They having a great time. The only reason they stopped playing is because the one kid who had the ball was like, hey, I'm going home. So he leaves, which means game's over. It's time to head back. Now. Only thing on my mind as we head back is, what if we run into these cats again? So inside, I'm nervous. I'm shaking. I mean, I'm shaking like booty meat. I'm shaking. But on the outside, I got this cool exterior like, shit, fuck it. It's going to be what it's going to be. So we start making our way back. In the process, Jamel like, man, I'm thirsty, man. I need something to drink. Let's go to this gas station. Now, there's a gas station like... From where we're walking, it's probably about 100 yards. Cool. We get there, but remember, Friday, I took my $2 down to Opie's funky-ass daddy. I don't have no money, so I tell them, I'm like, hey, I ain't got no money. They hit me with, shit, neither do we. We about to go in here and take some shit. Now, if y'all know Barbara Wilson, my mother, God rest her soul, you know stealing ain't some shit she cool with. So that crosses my mind, but then I'm like, nah, fuck it. I'm going to go take some shit, too. So we go in there. The cashier is, like, dealing with other people in there, running here and there, all that shit. So she preoccupied. So I take a king-size Snicker, a can of Mountain Dew, and a 69-cent bag of barbecue gripos. And it was a good bag, too. I mean, with all the dust on it, right? Like, my people from the Natty know what I'm saying when I say with the dust on it. When you shake it up and you hear that, sh 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 th that type shit, right? So, get away with it. We get back outside. I'm happy as can be. Oh, man. I'm eating my chips, my candy bar, my pop. I'm feeling fantastic. We get around the corner by Mr. Jeans. The cats we saw that was chasing us, they not there. Oh, nigga, this is a great day. Clear path home. Go home. Everything is everything. Sunday morning come. Now, if you live in Barbara Wilson house on Sunday, you get up, you get dressed, you go to New Prospect Baptist Church on the corner of Finley and Elm. So that's where we went. Come home. Sunday dinner. Life is great. 
Monday, go to school, come home, cool. Tuesday, go to school, come home, cool. Oh, but Wednesday. Wednesday had something for my ass. Wednesday, go to school. Headed home, sitting on the bus. Pulling up to the bus stop. My bus stop is on the corner of Nottingham and President Drive. Across from where the old phone booth was. As we're pulling up on the bus stop, I can look out the window and I see my brother at the bus stop. I'm hyped. I'm excited. My brother has never waited for me at the bus stop like ever in history, right? My brother has always, and still to this day, is my hero, uh, my father figure, everything to me. He's always been that way. So at this time, to me and my friends, my brother and his friends that played on the eighth grade football team at Gamble Junior High were like celebrities to us. Like I said earlier, at that time, you looked up to either the guys who played football or were athletes or the guys who sold dope or both. So my brother and his friends on the Gamble Junior High eighth grade team that year, they were amazing. That team was amazing when undefeated. Um, on that team was my brother, Rank-ish, Binding, L&O Ball, JT, Jared. Like, it was like full of cats, Montrez, all these cats that we looked up to. And like I say, they were like celebrities to us, to me and my friends. So to have my brother, who's never waited for me at the bus stop, be waiting at the bus stop, I was so happy and so proud. So I get off the bus. I look at my brother. I'm like, what's up, kid? He like, what's up? My brother then says to me, hey, you was down in Cumminsville stealing with them? Now, this question has caught me way off guard. So to give myself some time, I'm like, huh? Like I ain't hearing. Knowing good and damn well I heard it. But like niggas do when they about to tell this lie, they like, huh? That give you time to assess the situation, get your lie together, and then respond. So when I hit him with the huh, I instantly turn to look at Jamel because I'm trying to read the vibe like, damn. What's going on here? Jamel has a smile on his face. So I'm thinking shit sweet. So I say, Wes, he, well, he asked me again. He say, was you down in Cumminsville stealing with them? I give a little smirk and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I was. Jamel says, see, I told you. My brother like, oh, okay, cool. I'm thinking shit's cool. Me and my brother take off. We, we start heading to the crib. My routine is the same. Every day I get home, put my backpack down by the front door, go to the kitchen, grab my cereal bowl because I'm about to eat some cereal. I put my backpack down. My brother's already in the kitchen. I reach in the cabinet above the sink where my cat, where my bowl is. You know that bowl, that cereal bowl. I ate everything out this bowl. It's that plastic bowl that had like the old spaghetti stains in it. No matter how much you wash it, that shit still stained. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I know everybody getting money now. Y'all got fresh shit and all the hottest dishes and shit. But y'all know what I'm talking about. So I go to grab the bowl. I get the bowl and I'm bringing it down. And boom! My brother hit me in the chest so hard. I swear to God, I thought my shoulders touched. I ain't gonna say he dropped me. I'm on the ground now. Don't get me wrong. But I, I don't think it was him that dropped me. So my mama had... Like this cheap ass, weak ass, braided little kitchen mat rug thing by the sink that she had got from like Big Lots or Gold Circle or Newberry, some shit like that. And I slipped a little bit. 
So it was probably a mixture of the cheap rug and him, you know, he hit me with some oomph. Don't don't get it confused now. So anyway, I'm on the ground. I'm confused because I don't know why, like my brother did this. But in the process, he's hitting me with some of the like worst punches that God has ever bestowed on a human. He's beating the shit out of me. And I don't know what's going on. I'm confused and I don't know. So I'm covering up, trying to roll and like dodge shit. I want to cry, but I can't. Like I'm all messed up in the head. I don't know why he's kicking my ass until me at Punchy says, Oh, you want to be like them niggas? You want to steal like them niggas? And that's when I was like, oh, shit wasn't cool. So I'm like, I'm, conf I'm no longer confused, but I'm in pain. And I just want him to stop. I can't say, hey, Kev, stop kicking my ass. Like, I'm just all fucked up. He finally stops beating the brakes off of me. The first thing he says to me is, you want me to tell mama? Now, again, if y'all know Barbara Wilson like I know Barbara Wilson, my mother would have took me upstairs and threw me out the damn window had she heard I was stealing. So, to borrow a quote from Red's daddy on Friday, after Debo knocked Red out and he came around the car and Debo was like, you want some too, old man? And Red's father looked at him and was like, no. When my brother asked me, you want me to tell mama? I quoted that nigga. No, I ain't want them problems. So I get up, pick myself up, go upstairs to, to my bedroom. Now me and my brother shared rooms at the time. Go upstairs. I'm so, my ass is so whooped. I get in the bed. I ain't take my jacket off. I ain't take my school clothes off. I still got my shoes on. I get in the bed fully clothed. I'm just trying to go to sleep at this point. The hell with the cereal. I don't want none of that. I just want to go to bed. I turn on. I used to have a Sony little Sony boom box. I turn on Q102. Q102 played like 80 soft rock. I'm playing some emotional soft rock shit. I'm tears just strolling, scrolling and strolling down my face. Like I'm, I'm a pitiful piece of shit at this point. My brother comes in the room. How he and I communicate still to this day, pretty much off anything. He said, nigga, you straight. Now my chest is on fire. My chest feels like I done smoked. <sighs> like it feels like I didn't smoke like two boxes of freak black and mild straight or all at the same time. My chest on fire. So when he asked me like, nigga, you straight? All I can say is, yeah, like my shit trembling. My shit is on fire. I want to get up and beat his ass, but I know good and damn well I can't whoop him. So I'm laying there. He leaves. He probably go kick it with Montrez or Rank or any of them cats. My sister's not there. She's probably with her boyfriend, Tojo. Shout out, Tojo. So I'm just laying in the bed waiting for nighttime to come so I can go to sleep. I ain't want nothing to eat. None of that. So needless to say, kid, thank you for that ass whooping. You saved my life. I never stole again after that because of you. Well, nah, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's not true.
Because in 10th grade, I stole a six-pack of Zima and a 40-ounce of uh, St. Ives from the store on Coleraine Avenue. So, yeah. And, what was that? That was like, that was like 11th grade. I stole a dime bag of dirt weed. It wasn't even no mid. It was like some dirt. It had like mad seeds in it. I stole a dime of dirt weed from this dude named Keith, and he thought he lost it, and then I sold it back to him. So, yeah, that, yeah, I was stealing some more. And then, you remember you used to come home from college on the weekends, and mama wash all your clothes, and be right before you left to go back, I'd dig in your bag and take, like, your Tommies and your Polos out of there. Yeah, man. So, yeah, that ass whooping really didn't work, but I appreciate you trying. I love you, boy. <laughs>